Hello, hello. It's back with Kadma and Quarantine Review. So this one is actually going to be about book number two and book number three from Furious by Brian J.L. Glass, illustrator Victor Santos, the lovely Furious comic book that is published through Dark Horse Comics. Um, so I did... Uh, the book one, but I decided for this one, I'm going to combine uh, book two and three just because uh, the way how they blend the story. Spoiler alert. Um, I'm not sure what information I plan on saying, but I do want to talk about the comic. So uh, for comic number two, so issue number two uh, with Furious, you start to learn a little bit more about Cadence's uh, past. So you learn about Katie uh, in regards to how she was as a child and what's what's really sort of brought her to the decisions that she's been making her life. And you understand that she still is battling with this strange obsession uh, of trying to be like this perfect superhero. They also introduce another character that is unknown in book two. And she's, she looks kind of like Cadence. So you're not really sure what the relation is to her, but she is there. She seems to have a big issue with the beacon or furious um she's still trying to like rebrand herself as beacon and people are just not letting her have it so one of the things that she has to deal with uh in issue two is there's um a hostage situation where a guy has a gun to the head of a woman and she steps up to the plate to go try to you know solve the issue and while she is in there fixing the problem and saving somebody's lives, the officer realizes that the sniper actually has a clear shot of shooting a Furious in the head. And they choose to kill Cadence opposed to shooting the uh, the kidnapper. There's a couple of people stuck inside the, the building. And instead of shooting him when they have the opportune moment, they choose to shoot her because the mayor declared her as a clear and present danger. And she wasn't sure how far her capabilities really went, if she could withstand a bullet, but she was willing to do it just to save this one lady uh, and the people that were also being held hostage. And... The officers run in. They're not expecting her to be standing. And then that's when I sort of realize, like, oh, crap. She's really not human. Like, how do we handle her? We can't, you know, obviously shoot her. And when the officers come in, she realizes that it was actually up to the officers to shoot her. That she sees who the the guy in command makes the call to have her shot. And she beats up the the uh, perpetrator and then she slugs the cop and another cop steps in like, oh, you just attacked a police officer. And she calls him on his BS and go in front of all these witnesses. He um, admitted to calling the shots to having me killed and sacrificing them in regards to just taking out the person who kept them hostage. So, and then she's like, and obviously guns don't do anything to me. So what is the point of even bothering to like threaten me with a gun? And she is so angry about how she's like the response that she's getting from the public. And what ends up happening is you learn about her past. So she is a girl of three kids. So they were triplet sisters and the other two and the mother passed away, obviously, in some tragic accident. 
And the whole, I guess the kids are supposed to be like, you know, entertainment kind of kids, you know. Uh, the only difference is after they die, the father puts this immense, uh, very commonly known uh, child entertainer kind of abuse. And he puts the pressure for her to perform, uh, you know, nonstop to make money because she has to do this in honor of her mom. She has to do this in honor of her sisters. And her father is very abusive. He's just not taking care of her because all he cares about is the money. So finally, the father realizes, like, you know, how horrible a father he is. And he commits suicide by driving his car off, the, uh, off a bridge. And you start to kind of understand the weird comment that was said to her in book one, where someone asked, oh, well, they make a comment like, oh, didn't Caden Slark kill her dad herself and she got away scot-free? Like, these are just part of the rumors, but in her head, she thinks, like, in a way, I did kill my dad. And that's how she's, uh, she's taking it. And she starts battling, you know, that back and forth feeling of guilt, not really knowing how to manage it and just sort of dealing with her human aspect as much as possible because she's really trying to clear her name. She wants to be a better person. She wants to be a bigger person. Um, and she's just not... She's not getting getting really what she needs in order to feel like she's actually making a difference. At the end of issue two, you still go back to that same character that they introduced you to, but you don't know who she is because she kind of looks like Cadence and she refers to herself as a badass. Um, even some guy tries to pick her up as a hooker and she ends up beating the crap out of him. Um, but you don't really get to know why, not immediately. So when you make your way into issue three, it's rather uh, a very interesting topic that they chose to cover um, for issue number three. So in issue number three, she is kind of just trying to figure out, you know, how to handle herself, what else is going on. And what ends up happening is there's a guy who intentionally uh, lit a bonfire to try to get her attention. But when she enters the... Um, the facility, she realizes that he doesn't really need help. He's actually a sexist serial killer. And he feels like she is making men look bad because she's a superhero. And he feels like women don't own the right to actually feel successful, to feel like they can do things, to feel like they are strong. These are legit things that are actually written in the comic book. And she has to cope with how she's being perceived, the battle of like the fact that she's a strong person, how someone might want to take her out just because of that. And she starts to really realize as much as she wants to call herself as Beacon, a lot of the core of her strength and her superpower abilities generally comes from her anger. And she starts to eventually kind of like tap into it so she can fight back because the guy's got her pinned to the floor. She's literally about to die with all these other bodies and women that he had in his apartment because he's a serial killer. And but he goes on to this long speech about like how women are not worth it, how women are this, how women are that. And he wasn't going to tolerate the idea of women. Um basically of women even thinking that they can get anywhere in life and as much as i want to say like oh, oh you know that's a concept in a book there are seriously legit dudes who actually genuinely think that and there are even uh females who have a weird issue with it too so it's very strange 
So I did appreciate the topic coverage in issue number three. Uh, I still find the story to be compelling. I'm still curious to know exactly what happened. Um, she eventually uh, returns. Uh, she doesn't kill the guy. So she gives him to the cops. The, the, there's like a fire set. And she tells them, you need to clear out the fire because there are bodies up there. And I'm like, and this guy has actually been killing all these people. And then she flies off. But before she flies off, she ends up getting some news from one of them going, hey, I know this seems difficult, but just so you know, some of us really do appreciate what you're doing out here. And it sort of gives her that resonance of like, oh, someone does appreciate what I'm doing. Someone actually does actually care. Uh, someone sees that I am trying to make a difference. And then uh, towards the end of the book, you start to be introduced to this new character, which is obviously the lead antagonist, uh, Perfidi- Perfida, I think that's how I'm supposed to pronounce it. But what's strange about this particular character is that she actually looks like a splitting image of Cadence Lark. So I'm curious to whether, I don't know, maybe the, 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 the superhero got split like based on her crazy personalities, like one's actually a good guy, the other one's a jerk. Like, how does this work? So I do think uh, the books uh, continue to be very interesting. And I definitely want to recommend this book to you. Just make sure you guys check out on Comixology, Furious, the comic book. Uh, it is published through Dark Horse Comics. And make sure you guys check out Furious comic book. If you can't find it on Comixology, if you actually just type that into Google, the first uh, link or second link should roughly be Comixology. And this way you can actually just open the books because it is a fun uh comic so far and i'm like this is cute i'm curious to where this goes you're watching the philosophy of how she thinks what she really thinks and how she plans on preparing for the future as well so definitely make sure that you click in find out uh how you can be involved and like get the book and you know maybe even interview the guy or meet the guy at these different conventions which would be brian J. L. glass um you were listening to cadma and that is c-a-d-m-a that also is spelled on twitter instagram i am curly cadma on tiktok i am cadmania thank you guys so much for listening i hope the reviews that i'm giving are beneficial and just let me know what i need to improve on thank you guys so much for listening bye